and gentlemen, welcome back to the H and H Sports Podcast. It's been a little minute. It's been a little minute. We've been doing this a lot during the, the off season, but the 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 season is right around the corner. We got what three weeks left. There's NFL game on um, tomorrow as we're recording. Uh, it's the Hall of Fame game, but you know it's something. It's a football game being played. Um, but yeah, there will be football played this month in August. Um, this is also my birthday month, so get hype. Woo woo. Um, anyway, we have the long awaited, most anticipated SEC stand predictions. These are the last standings predictions we're doing for college football. Um, and we have. You know, we have some other things planned as well. But right now, all we're talking about is the SEC standings predictions. Last year, <laughs> got scrutiny for having teams in certain positions, as <laughs> many do. We won't talk about the team I had in a certain place. Now, see, what, what I get most... Okay, I'm I'm just gonna be transparent here. The team I get most crap for is obviously Florida because I was most high on Florida the the whole year. But people don't remember I had Texas A&M finishing third behind Alabama and Georgia. Um, but nobody cares about that. I was high on Georgia the entire year because they were my little Cinderella team, dude. The the high I had. After after the the week one Florida win, dude, I thought I was the man. Turns out it was all white noise. Anyway, SEC standings predictions. We're doing it like we did uh, last time uh, with the Big Ten, where we would have the West, uh, our West team, and then our East team. Final year for that. Thank and then, thankfully, and then we just go up from there. Um, yeah, this should be very, very interesting. The SEC, as always, is loaded. Unlimited talent. Let's be honest. Um, this is this is the only conference that matters in college football. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a ton of turnover here in the SEC. A lot of new coaches, a lot of new players. Um, a lot of players gone. It's it's a wild a wild roller coaster. This SEC conference is every single year. So. Jump. Let's jump straight into it. Long-awaited SEC SEC standings predictions. I think our our predictions last year is like our third most viewed video on the channel. So, you know, let's repeat that success. Doing numbers. Let's do some more numbers here. The let's start with the East because we both know who this is. Seventh place in the East. Seventh place in the East. I have Vanderbilt. Boy, 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 really? No, it's Vanderbilt. It's Vandy. It was always Vandy. I don't care what anybody's going to say. It's Vandy. It's going to be Vanderbilt. Vandy. Put him in the American. <laughs> uh, Clark Lee has this program trending in the right direction, I think. Coming, yeah. off, five, coming off a five and seven year, I have them. At they, five had, they had some I, wins. They had some I wins at, at the end of the year. I have them at five and seven again. Who do they beat? They beat. They beat Kentucky but and Florida at the end of the year. They fall to the bottom of the conference because all their wins that I have them with at are non-conference. So I have them at one and yeah, seven. I have them at I have them at four and eight, oh and eight outside of conference. 
Seventh, seventh place here. I feel like it's going to be the same in the West. I think. Maybe. Who's yours? Seventh place in the West. I have Auburn. I do as well. I I have them at six and six. So I have I have, I have, I have, have them at six and six too. The West. The West is going to. I think I got every team in the West making a bowl game because the West is loaded. I mean. Yeah. It's always it's like this every year. The East is kind of weak and the West is loaded. I mean, I, I would I had a small suspicion you might have put A and M here. No, but um, Auburn for the off season they bring in Hugh Freeze from Liberty, um, former SEC coach, uh, coaching Ole Miss. Um, I said this in the offseason. I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to be any better for the Tigers than what Gus Malzahn was. I just don't think he will be. It's just I think it's just going to be the same story. But Auburn, they did have a, a fruitful offseason. They bring in 11 guys back from last year. Uh, they bring in uh, 12 transfers, which is a top five transfer class. Uh, they bring in guys like Avery Jones from Eastern Carolina, Caleb Burton um, from, I think, Ohio state and they bring in like a, a late, a late transfer in Peyton Thorne for Michigan state. And they lose guys in the draft. Um, like Derek Hall, tank Bixby and their kicker, Anders Carlson. Um, a lot of turnover for Auburn, um, which isn't something they're very used to. Um, they did bring in the eighth class in the conference and then the top 20 class in the entire country. But like Hugh freeze is going to attract guys. Like he's a good coach. Right. It's just, I just don't think he's going to be any better than like a, like a consistent eight and four, nine and three at his best. Just like Gus Malzahn was number six in the East. I think we both have here. It may, may, may not. Is it Missouri? <laughs> You're going to hate me. You have Florida, don't you? I have Florida here. Okay. I only have them one spot above. I have Florida here at three and nine. Well, Okay. Florida at three and nine. I have Florida at three and you nine. You have them winning three games? I just think Florida lost a lot. And I don't believe in Graham Merch as a quarterback. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I don't either. But <laughs> I'm sorry. He struggled at Wisconsin and now he's coming to the SEC and they have a whip of a schedule. They do, I mean, but they did they did bring in some SEC talent though. They brought in some guys. Yeah. They brought in some talent. I think they'll win three games, bro. That's crazy. I, I just, I, I have Missouri here. Just you, you keep going on your. Yeah, I, I think quarterback play is a lot of it. Um, now they do have a great running back room. Don't get me wrong. So, I don't know. I just, I don't like Graham Mertz. <laughs> I don't love Graham Mertz as a quarterback in Florida. Yeah, Graham Mertz is pretty abysmal. He's not great. He didn't, you know, really have many opportunities to shine at Wisconsin because um, now this team, this team under Paul Chris, it was good. a very, it was a very pro style offense at Wisconsin. So Mertz didn't really have the opportunity to do much. I mean, I look at, I, I think, look at, I, I look at Utah, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida State, and probably LSU is for sure losses. At least five, right? And then yeah. they play like South Carolina. They play Kentucky. They play, they play at South Carolina, at Kentucky. Yeah. 
I think I had him beat like, McNeese, McNeese, Vanderbilt, and maybe Missouri. Or I don't know. There was, there was one in seven in conferences <laughs> where I had him at. I don't remember who I had him beating, but wow, I you're gonna kill me. Yes, you guys, but I got him at three and nine. I mean, they were last year, but now I mean, I, I got to pick a new. Like my my team this year is gonna be Penn State for sure. <laughs> it's got to be now. It's got to be. I know. Um, but this is where I have Missouri. I have both Missouri and Florida at five and seven. I have Missouri. I have Missouri at five in my. Now Missouri is an interesting team. They do better at bringing talent in than um than Vanderbilt does, but it's like it's really hard for them to just consistently like they'll they'll consistently get in bowl games like seven like eight seven six wins like they could do that it's just hard for them to just get over the hump recently um they they bring back they did bring back 14 guys from last year they only bring in nine transfers but they did bring in a huge piece of theo weiss from um oklahoma he's like a really he was a really top rated receiver Cameron Johnson, Cameron Johnson from uh, Houston, and then they did lose a they did lose a big receiver in Dominic Lovett to Georgia. One of their O linemen that transferred in just trans just transferred back out. I don't know, who, I don't remember who it was, but I saw it on Twitter or something, or X. I saw it on X. On <laughs> X. <laughs> you say Twitter. I'll punch you in the face next time you say X. <laughs> um, they did, like what what's crazy to me is that the second to last recruiting wise in the SEC is number 34 in the country. Um, the, the SEC is so hard to gauge, man, because it's like, you see this, right? You're just like, oh, Missouri had the second to last class recruiting in their conference. Oh, but it's top, but it's number 34. Like, that's not that bad. Out of like 130 plus teams, like that's not terrible. Another but thing I'll like, say about, another thing I'll say about Florida, not to cut you off, I'm just not completely sold on Billy Napier yet. I mean, he was there for one year. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I think I, I think Florida should give him at least three years. I, oh, I'm not saying they should fire him if he goes three and nine. I'm but, definitely not saying most that. Most people are saying if he if he doesn't make a bowl game this year, he's out. No, which no, is ridiculous. No. Which is they're ridiculous recruiting good. Thing. They're recruiting well. Yeah, Dapier's bringing in guys like like it's like he's been there forever. So I think I say the transfer did, portal has ruined coaches' shelf life. For real, what I what I. I haven't said this on camera yet, but my thought process has been to what Florida, what Florida State for Norvell is what Florida should do for Neil Billy Napier. Give him at least three years. And if he hasn't done anything by year four, he should go. And then Norvell had his breakout year in the fourth year. So I think that's what they should do with Billy Napier, but Florida is such a like historically winning program that I don't know if they have the patience for that. Like Dan, I, I want, I don't want to compare it to Dan Mullen because Dan Mullen was just this otherworldly, like terrible, what are you doing type of an idiot. So he didn't recruit in season. Like that will always bug me. What are you doing? Like what? You want to hear You want to hear a crazy stat? I got to see right here. Florida has scored an NCAA record scored in an NCAA record 436 consecutive games. That is insane. It's like 40 years. Last time they were shut out was 1988. That's crazy. 
See, Dan Mullen hasn't gotten shut yet, or uh, Billy Napier hasn't gotten shut out yet. That's an, that's an insane stat. To keep them. Anyway, back to my Missouri talk. Yeah, Missouri, I think they'll be five and seven again. It's just, I think they could make a bowl game. It's just the way I see it now. I don't see them, you know, beating the teams above them. I don't know. I think they could be, they probably could beat Kentucky. They probably could. I don't know. I just got to see it. I just got to see it. They made a bowl game last year after I had said that they were going to be bad. I just, if they do it again, I'll probably be higher on Missouri from here on out, but I just need to see it. You mean Florida? No, for Missouri. Oh, you talking about Missouri. That's right. My bad. Yeah. And number six, I have Mississippi State at six and six. Um, they'll be decent. Um, I don't think, I think a new coach, obviously, um, there will be a little bit of turnover issue, you know, like not turnover issue, but like a little yeah. struggle with change is what I'm getting at. Um, having Will Rogers play quarterback for the hundredth year definitely help. I think, I think they have, um, this is a weird. It's a weird situation for them, where it's not like the coach left. Yeah, it is. That's about a it. Or it's like you know the coach got fired, and they're all like, you know, what do we do? It's like I think this team will rally around, you know, the guys that stayed, and you know their, their new coach and Zach Arnett, who has a tough, 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 tough position to be in right now. It's like he's. It's it's. It, I think it's got to be weird for him knowing that like he's filling in for you know, a position that he probably wishes wasn't open, you know? Yeah. So I, I think these guys will rally around Zach Arnett. I have them a little better. I'm not saying, reason. I'm not saying he's not a good coach. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But people, the people got Mississippi state just bombing. Yeah. I don't think, I think they're going to, I don't think they're going to be four and eight. Like everybody thinks uh, I got him at six and six. It's respectable. I think. For first year head coach, yeah, I have them a little better. This is where I have Ole Miss. Not to mention um, a new offense. My, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, Will Rogers is not going to be throwing sixty passes a game. <laughs> um, but this is where I have Ole Miss staying in state. Um, last year I had Ole Miss way better. They bring back thirteen guys. They bring in fourteen transfers. That may not be right. Again, the transfer numbers just kind of skewed all around. Uh, number six. I'm assuming, trans- I'm assuming Spencer Sanders is going to play quarterback for this team. He's got it. He's got to. He's the most experienced guy on the roster. I don't know. Dart has the most experience under the system. That's true. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. He brings in guys like Spencer Sanders, like you said, to play quarterback. Um, he brings in another quarterback from LSU and Walker Howard. He's definitely not starting. No, he's definitely and, not starting. But no. And then uh, our, our guy pre-scoring from Memphis. Um, Prescorn has big potential in this offense. I'm telling you. I know. Prescorn is going to do. If he puts up numbers with us, he's going to put up numbers with Ole Miss for sure. With the um, greatest, with the best offensive line in the game in college football. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did lose uh, some NFL talent like Jonathan Mingo and Zach Evans to the draft. But they did have a, a really good recruiting class too. With Lane Kiffin, you expect a bunch of drivers. He did 
do that, but he brought in some good recruits. Uh, top 10 class in the conference and the number 23 class in the entire country. Now, Ole Miss, I have them at 7-5. and five. I have them decent this year. It's just... What are they going to do at quarterback? I think that's the biggest question. Who's going to start at quarterback right now? I think it's going to be dark because like I said earlier, he's has the most experience in the system. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, I think main, right now, I think right now it's still open competition to be honest. I don't, but I think whoever plays quarterback, the main guy is going to be uh Judkins at, at running back. Yeah. Um, it's just they, they're going to play off him and whoever, you know, plays best off of what Jenkins can do. I probably will play quarterback, but I think right now it's going to be dart. Either way, Sanders dart. It doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, I just have them winning seven games. I have, they, yeah, may, I have, they may, they may win more because it's Lane Kiffin, but right now I just have them at seven and five, five for the East. Like I said earlier, this is where I have Florida. Now, Obviously, I'm not as high as I was last year on Florida. Kind of back down to earth a little bit. I was high on, I was high on Anthony Richardson. I, I thought he was going to be like a Heisman candidate without which, how much flashes he, sh- he showed in 2021. Uh, but obviously, that didn't come to fruition. Uh, but, but Florida was was all right. They they made a bowl game. Uh, they did bring back 10 guys from the year, year before. They bring in 10 transfers. They had the 16th best transfer class last year or this year. And they did bring in, like you said earlier, they did did bring in Graham Mertz from Wisconsin, and they brought in R.J. Moten from Michigan. And they did lose a lot of guys to the draft, like Osiris Torrance, Vincent Miller, and uh, Justin Shorter, who's a big recruit. But they, 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 Billy Napier is bringing in talent, man. He's bringing in the fifth best class in the SEC, and he brought back thirteenth best class in the entire country. Florida is Florida. They're going to get guys, whoever's at the head coach, unless you're Billy, or unless you're uh, Dan Mullen. What what is Florida going to be like without Anthony Richardson? Right, we only saw one year of Anthony Richardson, one year starting, but that offense was so catered around him and so catered around the running game. Like, what is this going to team going to be with Graham Mertz? I have no idea. Graham Mertz is weird. He's he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the country based off of his Wisconsin tape. So I think that's a safe assumption, and. You bring him to Florida, he's got a run first offense. I just, I don't know how this year's gonna work out. Travis Etienne or uh what's his name? Uh it, it's Etienne. I know it's his it's Travis Etienne's brother, but what's his first name? Trevor Etienne. It's Trevor, yeah. Travis and Trevor. That's yeah. <laughs> Easy to remember. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, Trevor Etienne is a is a baller in the backfield, so it's like they'll feed off of him. But I don't know. I just I have them winning five games. <clears throat> they may make a bowl game like they did last year. They may win a game that I don't think they'll win. I just think they'll do the five and seven. I just like like I, the SEC is the weirdest conference to just guess off of because it's like we have no idea. Like we could have teams like LSU last year. Just win ten games, like when nobody expected them to win that much. Like a few people did because it's like Brian Kelly, but I I thought they would you know have a step back this year, a little development year. All these new faces, this new coach, this new system, but no, they just make the SEC championship. Beat Alabama. Year. 
Yeah. And seems to plummet. Like we knew Auburn was going to be bad last year, but like nobody thought A&M was going to be as bad as they were. They were the worst right. team in the SEC last year. Like nobody thought I think that. It's a, nope. I think it's what makes the SEC so fun to predict is it's so unpredictable. It is like so unpredictable. Nobody thought like only Tennessee fans thought that Tennessee was going to win 11 games, but nobody thought nobody in their right mind thought Tennessee was going to win 11 games last year. Everybody thought they were going to be good. I knew they but, were going to be good. I was thinking eight, nine. Yeah. Like respectable. Josh Heupel proved that year one. Nobody thought they were going to win 11. It's just, it's the 10, like the SEC is just so unbelievably unpredictable that it's really hard to just be right. <laughs> Number five, the West. Number five in the East, you know, I, you know uh, I got Missouri. I think I already said that. Yeah, I think we. I have them know, at I have them at seven and five. So. Oh yeah, they're making a bowl game. I have I them have making a bowl game. Missing. Um, I think this defense will carry them to a bowl game. That I think that's what they're going to have to do if they're going to make a bowl game. Uh, yeah. The big the big question mark is a quarterback. I think. Yeah, Blaze looks gone. He was like quarter, their only that hope. quarterback room has been lacking since Drew Lock left, and that was some years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a while. Been... <laughs> yeah, I, th- I got yeah. I got seven five. Their defense is going to be solid, and they got some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. They'll win. A, I think they'll win a game they're not supposed to. Maybe two. Nothing too crazy. I got him at seven five, three and five in conference. Number five in the West. Who do you have here? Number five in the West, I have Arkansas at seven and five. Okay. Explain. This team, I don't know. I just think teams are better. Um and they have I mean, they have a, they don't have a too, too, too tough of a schedule, but KJ Jefferson's obviously the best part on the team. Yeah, I think they I think they have the best backfield in the in the conference. It's just they, yeah, they probably do. But like teams figure that out. Like yeah, yeah, Arkansas is like they don't have much outside of that. I think Arkansas is the most one dimensional football team. In it's really the hard conference. to explain. It's really hard to explain why I have Arkansas here, <clears> but I just think the teams above them are better. Are going to finish better. Yeah, Arkansas is going to play hard. Arkansas is going to, you know. I picked Arkansas high last year. They're going to play smash mouth football. They're going to dominate time of possession. They're going to do all these things to beat you down. It's just you can only do so much with that in today's game. It's like teams figure that out. And smash mouth football is becoming a thing of the past. Yeah, it's unfortunately. Sometimes it's it's cool to um, you get used to it as a Titans fan. But sometimes it's like. Dude, be, do something else. <laughs> like, like mix it up. Raheem, yeah, Raheem Sanders that do that. Like Pittman has shown that he could do that. He can mix it up. And like at that in that Ole Miss game, like a few, I brought I brought that up a lot on the podcast. But in 2021, that Ole Miss game, that where they both scored 50 plus points and it went to overtime, like the offense was deep in their bag in that game. They scored so many points. Now against Ole Miss, it's nothing to write home about. But like. The Pittman has shown that he can get in his deep in his deep in his offensive back. He just sometimes he just refuses it and relies too much, and that's like 
too much on the running game, and that's kind of what points to his downfall. But he does have the personnel to do that, and I don't blame him. But, you know, you got to mix it up. But, he, again, he did lose his best receiver in the offseason. So I let I'll let you touch on Arkansas. I mean, I didn't mean to, you know, butt in. No, you're good. You're good. I I mean, there ain't really much I got to say about it about them. Um, just that I think the other teams have finished better. Yeah, I have A and M. I have them at seven and five. Um, A and M last year was uh the train wreck of all train wrecks last year. Um, they, they, they're coming off, uh, the greatest recruiting class ever. And they just, they stink the bed. They just do really bad, but it's hard to do super well when your team is full of freshmen and you barely have guys with experience on the team. Um, <clears throat> but I think a year removed of that and Jimbo Fisher being the, the coach that the good coach that he's proven to be. I think AM will, you know, find their footing a little bit this season, at, at least a little bit and go seven and five. Um as long as Jimbo Fisher there, um Jimbo Fisher's there, AM's gonna bring in guys, whether it's transfers. Um they bring back fifteen guys from the from the year prior. They only bring in seven transfers, uh, but they were, you know, decent transfers as it was a top twenty five transfer class in the country. They bring in guys like Sam McCall from Florida State. Uh, Tony Grimes from North Carolina, but they did lose a couple of big hitters in the draft. They lost Devon A. Chain and Antonio Johnson last year uh, to the, and they they did lose uh, one of their big big recruits last year in Denver Harris to LSU, which was really really big. But they did you know do a decent job of bringing bringing guys in, uh, class in the SEC and number fifteen class in the entire country. But yeah, I think with, you know, Jimbo Fisher, you know, being the coach that he is, I think, you know, he'll, you know, you know, propel this, propel this team back to another winning season. Uh, it's just hard to say like A&M was the worst team in the SEC last year. It's just, just hard to fathom when that, when they're usually just, just this winning program all the time. But I think they'll do a couple of games better. The biggest pro- the question I have, the biggest problem I have is like, who's going to play quarterback? I just have them sending at seven wins. I just think the roster around uh, whoever plays quarterback is good enough to, you know, do at least make a bowl game for them. But, you know, it's AM's hard to explain. They have a bunch of young guys. They have a bunch of top rated recruits who, who, who are super talented, but it's like, you know, you got to form a team. You can't just put a bunch of good players and expect to play good. Uh, you got to, you know, build a team. So I don't know. We'll just, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I, I easily could, you know, with their quarterback situation, I easily could see A&M just plummeting. Number four, fourth <laughs> place in the East. Uh, fourth place in the East, I have, yeah, fourth place in the East, I have South Carolina at, seven and, five, at seven and five. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Well, you hate, hate it, you hate it, you hate it, you hate I it. I hate it here. Thank you, got the, the same. You're not about Beamer Ball, bro. Last year, on our Hot Takes video, we were all about Beamer Ball. And what are you doing now? Do you have them winning eight games? I have them winning seven and five. Ooh. Boo. They're at least improving. I have it's them at least. Small step back. Boo. Impossible. Spencer Radler is that guy. Explain. Argue. I need explanations. My I mean, this, team definitely, this team definitely has a higher ceiling, I think. Um, 
well, they bring back they only bring back two starters on the offensive line, and uh, Jalen Nichols, the starting left tackle, has a torn ACL and will miss at least the start of the season. Yeah. So, uh, a true freshman playing left tackle. Um, I still think, like, as bad as it is, I still think I need to see more from Spencer Rattler. He's too inconsistent to me. Uh, that is fair. He wasn't crazy last year. He wasn't bad. Now, Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler versus Tennessee Volunteers is one of the greatest course quarterbacks I've ever seen play the, the greatest player to ever <laughs> to ever step foot on the gridiron. Even Spencer going back, Rattler even going that, back to even going back to Oklahoma. <laughs> that fate, that fateful night. I mean, I I guess I could see it a little bit, but I'm higher on them. I'm still I'm still I'm still high on the the I'm still high on Beamer Ball. Their best this, player. Their best player is probably DQ Smith. Probably. You could argue. Anyway, this is where I have Kentucky. Now, Kentucky is in this kind of purgatory where, you know, Mark Stoops is always just going to have them decent, but it's like the, the, the Gus Malzahn thing. Like, can he get them over that hump? Just being elite. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Kentucky's just going to stay, you know, decent at seven and five this year. They bring in Devin Leary from NC state. who was a decent quarterback last year before he went down. Um, and they bring back their old offensive coordinator from 2021. I don't remember his name, but he came from the Rams. Um, and he helped Will Levis have his best collegiate, uh, like season in college that year. So, I think, you know, Kentucky is always going to have a decent defense too. Um, and I think Kentucky will go seven and five. Where are my notes on them? I have notes. Yeah. They bring back 14 guys from last year. They bring in, uh, seven transfers. Again, they may be wrong. Uh, number 12 transfer class in the entire country. They bring in, like I said, Devin Larry from NC state and JQ Hardaway, which is an underrated pickup from Cincinnati. They did lose, uh, their two best offensive players last year in Will Levis and Chris Christopher Rodriguez to the draw. They didn't they didn't bring in a great a great haul other than transfers. Um, they brought in the twelfth best class in the SEC and thirty second best class in the country. K- Kentucky's like that. They're one of those teams that's not going to recruit great, but they're still going to do what they you know do what they have with the talent that they bring in. I think Kentucky's going to be decent, like they always will, and they're going to have a sprinkle in some, you know, some years in there where they win nine or ten games. But overall, they're just going to be all right. Number four in the west west side, west side number four. Number four in the west, I have Ole Miss seven and five. You got a lot of seven and five teams. I do have a lot of seven and five teams. Um. I I made the mistake last year putting Ole Miss really low. I know. I because because I was of, on you from the jump. Because of the transfers. And Lane Kiffin yeah. proved me Lane Kiffin sort of kind of proved me wrong. And for the first half of the year he proved you wrong. But for the <laughs> second half, you look like a genius. Um so I'm not gonna make that I'm not gonna entirely make that mistake this year. I'm gonna put them at seven and five. I do think they have a better ceiling than that. 
but like you kind of touched on, the quarterback room isn't exactly great. I mean, even when they do make their final decision, it's going to be. Yeah, like I don't. Uh, Spencer Sanders was good at Oklahoma State, but he was still inconsistent there. I know. Wait, we like he he came back from injury one week and threw sixty eight passes. <laughs> and he didn't even I do complete think, 50% of Quinshawn Judkins is probably one of the best players in the country I wouldn't go that far he's good I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's just this elite player yet he just got a he just got a lot of goal line touches I don't know he's pretty good he is pretty good but that's why he has so many touchdowns he just he just got the ball every time at the goal line I got him at seven five, at number four in the West. This is where I have Arkansas. So we, I guess we, I think we flipped Arkansas and Ole Miss. Either way, yeah, we did. This is where, this is where I have Arkansas. I have Ole Miss. Always Ole Miss is above Arkansas for me is because it's a tiebreaker. They beat Ole Miss beats Arkansas for me. Okay. Because it's in Oxford. That's the only reason. Sam Pittman has proven to be. A good coach in the SEC. He's been he's he's been very consistent since he's been named head coach of Arkansas. They only bring back eight guys from last year, uh, but they did bring in um, a good transfer class, number eleven overall in the country. Uh, they bring in uh, Jaheim Singletary from Georgia and Anthony Brooker from uh, from Maryland, but they lost a lot of key guys last year. They like they lost so many good guys. They lost Drew Sanders to the draft. They lost arguably their best defensive player in Jalen Catalan to Texas. Just huge. I thought I thought that was a backbreaking for Arkansas. And they lost their um, one of their best offensive players in Katron Jackson to Baylor. They bring in the ninth best class in the SEC, and they bring in the twenty second best class overall in the country. I think you still having KJ Jefferson is huge, and you still having um, Raheem Sanders is huge. Like I said, that's the best backfield of the conference, in my opinion. So I think they're going to do a lot with that, but I think I have them winning eight and eight and four, winning eight games. I think to me, that's their ceiling. To me, just maybe not, maybe nine or ten, but I think eight wins is where they'll sit at. Like I said, there's only so much you can do with just you know Jefferson and Sanders, where you got to have. You know, old team and them losing as many players as they did is going to be, it's going to show this year a little bit at least, especially in the SEC. Three for each conference in the East. I'm guessing this is where you have Kentucky, right? Yeah, I have Kentucky here. Um, okay. I think or one reason is my favorite move Kentucky made, I think is bringing back Liam Cohen. The OC. The guy, the guy that made Will Levis look like a top five quarterback, a top five yeah. NFL, NFL, NFL prospect. Um, if, if he'd have been there last year, Will Levis probably would have went top five. Maybe. But um, Will Levis also lost a lot, lost a lot of like help on offense too. Like he lost yeah, his best offensive true. lineman and his best weapon. Like, that's true. Will Levis was gonna, was gonna decline last year. His play, his play calling later. was terrible. Like Will um, Levis had no help last year <laughs> for for his I think, credit. I think Devin Leary really fits in a pro scheme offense. 
they bring back the same receiving core. And I got them eight and four. I they, they I do think they have a little bit of a higher ceiling, but and they also have a lower floor too. So this could go either way for them. Like they said, like I said earlier, under Mark Stoops, it's the same situation with Auburn. Like you can only do so much with Heat when he's your coach. Like a, he hasn't proven that he could take that next step. So that's just where we're gonna have him. <laughs> It's just yeah. like at that tier. This is where I have Tennessee. Tennessee. I have them at nine and three. So a good record. But they got a little tiebreaker loss against somebody. Um, Tennessee, man, as much as I hate them with everything that I have, um, They're a good team. I, I can't, I can't, I can't argue that they're a good team. Milton is going to have a heck of a year. He's probably going to be the darling of college football at some point in the year, just because of his rocket arm and the system he plays in. They bring back 13 guys from an 11 win team. I'm going to tell you what, in, Joe Milton could throw the ball from my house to your house, but he couldn't hit my laptop in front of me. <laughs> he could throw the ball far. He just won't. He won't get you the ball. Um, they bring in nine transfers. They bring but in I, I guys agree, like but I do agree. <laughs> I, I say that to say Joe Milton has tremendous potential this year. Yeah, he has. I think the sky's the limit if for it, him. If it, he, if it can click, if it can click, he has all the he has all the physical tools. He's he's built like a tank, and he has the arm talent. Can he just put it all together? But that like Tennessee lost a lot of guys in the offseason. Though they, they they did bring in guys like Dante Thornton from Oregon and Keenan uh, Peely from BYU, which are key key acquisitions. They lost some huge, huge, huge hitters in the draft. They lost uh, Darnell Wright, Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman. Speaking and, of Darnell Wright, let's and talk Byron, about that. And let's Byron Young. Let's talk about Darnell Wright for a second. Just to name a few. It is insane that he did the wide receiver workouts. Bro. I mean, like, yeah, you shouldn't have, but that's like, it's good for him because he, you know, he's, he's more nimble, you know, well, I mean, that's, can, yeah, I know it's definitely good for him, but he I don't can think, pull block better for Justin Fields. I don't think people realize how impressive that actually is. I mean, I don't know what they look like, but I'm sure they're more, you know, obviously intense for someone like Darn uh, right to do. I think he lost more weight than he should have. <laughs> he's only like I say he's Probably. only like th- like 330 now, but he was way bigger than that. Yeah, uh That's insane, but anyway, you can go ahead. But all that to say Tennessee lost a lot, a lot of pieces that helped them win 11 games last year. Cedric Tillman was hurt most of his time the last two seasons, but he was a key contributor. Jalen Hyatt, Bolitnikoff winner. Um, Byron Young, key contributor to that defense. Yeah, even with them losing all these guys, they did bring in, you know, a decent amount of guys back. Josh Heupel has shown that he can hang with these teams in the SEC. Um with him, you know, beating Alabama last year, putting his money, like the most points Nick Saban has ever allowed. I feel like that's happened every year since like 2019. Like it's just, 
that's just that record's just being broken every year. They've got broken twice in 20. They got broken like by Clemson first, and then it was Auburn with Bo Nix. And then I know Tennessee did it last year too. Um, it's just harder to play defense in college football recently. Um, that hundred play offense will do it to you too. <laughs> Hypo's offense. I, I got to give credit where credit. Hypo's offense is insane. It's so it weird is, though. It's generally fun to watch. I hate to say it, but, but it it's is. so weird. Like they, sometimes you'll have the receivers all the way down on the sideline, and it's like he'll just run inside zone. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't, I, I'll never understand it, but it works. And his schemes are so crazy. Like Jalen Hyatt was so open so much in the Alabama game. <laughs> I know, but like you didn't you didn't hear, hear Jalen Hyatt's name until that game. He had five yeah. touchdowns. Are you kidding me? He was so open every time. That is crazy. Credit where credit's due, man. But yeah, I Heupel, um I have them winning nine games. Uh which is good. And the SEC is good. Like, for what Tennessee's been the past half decade before Hypo got there, I think as a Tennessee fan, you'll take that. Um, I certainly would take that. Um, yeah, Tennessee, top three in the East, finishing nine and three. I th- it's respectable. 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 If you're a Tennessee fan and you're mad at me for this, I don't know. Well, go do something. Who's your three for the West? If you're a Tennessee fan, you're mad at that. Next year be your year. My three in the West is Texas A&M. At eight and four. I don't hate it. Eventually, this is Jimbo's sixth year. Eventually, he's got to make something happen. I feel now, like- if he will let Bobby Petrino call the plays and not try to run the offense, he might be all right. Jimbo is... Jimbo can recruit every position ever besides quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no way you've done all this recruiting and not gotten a, at least a respectable quarterback. Maybe Connor, yeah. like, Weigman is. But I think they have a solid, a good wide receiver room. And they're going to, they're going to have a good defense. We know that. Um, and they I, I just can't, think they just can't lose games like to Appalachian State. They just can't. You can't do that. Yeah, I think a big game to watch is Miami Week Two. It's not. <laughs> I promise you, it's not. <laughs> Don't. Okay, if we're going if we're going off last year, then game. the game to watch will be UL Monroe in Week Three. They might lose that one. No, it's um. Yeah, Miami A and M week two should be should be a decent little game. Um, didn't they play Miami last year too? They did. Is it like a, this is like a home for home thing? Yeah, um, I think it was a I think it was like a ten to three ball game or something. <laughs> I, to, I don't know. It's a high know. scoring game. Oh, no, I can tell you what the score was. It was seventeen to nine. Oh wow! Absolute barn burner for A and M. A and M won that game seventeen to nine. It's just man, you will not catch me watching a Miami, probably not an A and M, damn sure not an Iowa game this year. 
Not at all. Hey, speaking of, I got to talk about this as you said something about it. Did you see about the Iowa kicker? Yeah, he's betting on games. He's betting he, the over. Well, he bet the under in the <laughs> in the oh. um Iowa State game. Oh, so, a couple of years ago. No, like this last, this last, last year. No, it might have been a couple of years ago. Twenty twenty one, I think. But listen, this is crazy. This is not a coincidence. It can't be. So with thirty seconds left in the game, the score they were Iowa was up twenty seven. Yeah, he bet the under. Yeah, twenty seven was seventeen. Iowa was up. That that yeah. the over under was forty five. That twenty seven seventeen is t- forty four. Yeah. He missed a field goal with thirty seconds left in the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a coincidence. <laughs> Bro was trying to get that bag. <laughs> he said, "Coach, I know." Let me get my reps in. Bro, I got 50K riding on this game, Coach. Coach, Coach, we're already up 10. Why I need to make this one for? Coach, why you say I got... Coach, you said I missed field goal so I get so I get hit my over or my under? Dude, that's when they were good, too. That's the year there's that a, they, like, won 10 games. There's a lot There's a lot of Iowa players getting in trouble for betting on games, though, so... Yeah, like, this just recent, like, players betting on their own teams thing is kind of, like, weird. Like, bro... Ridley was the first to get smoked for it, and then a lot of guys recently. Like I think it's stupid. Ago, got, I think it's stupid for that they suspend players for betting on other sports at NFL facilities. I think that's crazy. That's off topic, but I think it's crazy. Yeah, it may just it may be a, like a like it's illegal in their state kind of thing. I don't know. No, they're not allowed to bet on anything inside the sports inside the NFL facility. Like they're not allowed to bet on basketball. Like. Why can't Derrick Henry place a bet on LeBron's over at the Titans facility? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> like you should be there practicing, my boy. Getting them, getting them five-year-old reps in. How many five-year-olds would it take to tackle Derrick Henry? I don't know. We, over all under of them, all of them, <laughs> every over single un- one. Over under two hundred. Every single five-year-old that the world has to offer, at least that. Um, there's a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you said A and M was your three for the West. A and M is my three for the West. Eight and four. This is where I have Mississippi State. Kind of, I'm a little high. I'm a little high. I just think Elijah's about to love you. Mississippi State. I have them going nine and three. Right. It's it's about like the program history. They haven't may not made a bowl game in a while. Right. And they're coming off nine wins last year. I know this team will rally around um, losing Mike Leach. I know this, like, I'm not like a Mississippi State fan. I'm not like a homer to them or anything. It just, it just feels like this type of team, like, they're filled with veterans. They're filled with guys that played with Mike Leach. And I think they're just going to do the thing. They're going to win nine games. They're going to be a really good football team. They're going to be, I think they'll be similar to how they were with Dan Mullen before he left for Florida. Maybe not as run heavy as that, but Zach Hornet's a defensive guy. Um, I don't know. The team will be different for sure. It's not going to be as pass heavy as it was with Mike Leach. I don't think any offense ever will be as pass heavy as Mike Leach was, but I think Mississippi State's still going to be pretty respectable. I think they'll go nine wins back to back. 
Top two. Top two. Okay, I'm just gonna go out and jump here. Obviously, this is this is like Preston's elimination. This is where I have South Carolina. Now I only have them going nine and three, right? But I only I have them as the tiebreaker over Tennessee. South Carolina, I am on the Beamer ball train, okay? I just think they improve over last year, man. They they win um they win eight games last year. They they two crazy upsets the end the regular season last year over Tennessee and over Clemson. Just I think they ride high off of that, man. I think they 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 take that momentum that they finished last year off and they bring it into this year. And they they win nine games. First time since Clowney was there, I think. They just they they do the thing. They bring in a top twenty recruiting class in the nation. Um they bring back ten guys from last year. They still have uh Radler. They they did lose a lot of good defenders in the draft. I think their defense will kind of, you know, the defense, if anything's going to be their downfall, it's going to be their defense. And that's um, what's been the story for them recently. But I think South Carolina, man, I'm, I'm high on them. I have them going nine to three. Spitzer, Spitzer Radler has a respectable year this year. At number two, I have Tennessee at ten and two. I had, I had I had a little bit of feeling that you were going to say Georgia here, a little bit of feeling, no. no, just because of their quarterback situation. No, I wouldn't hate. I would. I wouldn't hate you if you said if you said that though. Like, it's it's on. Nobody knows what their quarterback's going to be. Nobody you know why? You know why? Gonna. You know why I didn't say do that? Because I I said that last year. I said. Georgia's defense isn't going to be as good, and their offense is going to have to step up. I, yeah. I, 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 I fell for this last year, and I was completely wrong. <laughs> I mean, Georgia never, has never lost been so the only, the only people the last. The only years, other man. time I was more wrong than that is when I said South Carolina was going to beat Georgia. <laughs> At least you didn't say they were going to kill them because you said <laughs> that. <laughs> man. Anyway, I, I. Obviously, obviously, like, obviously, we we know I have Georgia one, right? But it's like, I think I could see them getting upset at some point this year. I could see them losing in Knoxville. I'm not gonna lie. Like that could be a loss. I can understand that, but it's like, I could see them losing. Like, let me look at their schedule again. Like, I could see them losing a game that they just shouldn't lose. Like, I could to Auburn on the road. That could be a loss. That's probably too early in the season. They like they could lose to Florida in the in Jacksonville, and the, they could easily lose to Tennessee. Like, there's a couple of these games where I just think that they could just lose. Yeah, I'm not falling for that like, again. Whoever's playing quarterback for them, get an easy first four games. Maybe not against South Carolina, but yeah, I'm not four straight home games to start the year. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, and UAB. Whoever's playing quarterback got a little four weeks to get used yeah. to it. But yeah, Tennessee at two, t- 10 and two. Joe Milton, if he makes it all click, I think he could be in New York. If Stetson Bennett could be in New York, Joe Milton definitely can. can. Um, 
they got a pretty solid running back room. They pretty much, I think, reload at wide receiver. I think so. I think that they do. They still have Jabari Small. Yeah, they still got Jabari. Back. They still got Jabari Small. Brew McCoy's still there. Oh they bring, yeah, Brew. They bring in Dante Thornton from Oregon. I think I think they got slightly better on defense. It might still be iffy, but they're going to score outrageous amount of points. So, yeah, they'll probably be the the number one scoring offense in the the SEC again this year. Yeah, it's not Alabama. And they bring back three. They bring back three guys off the offensive line. Obviously, Darnell Wright's going to be huge to repra- replace, but this team. Yeah. You could convince me this team. I would. I wouldn't just be mad. I wouldn't just hate it if you said this team could go undefeated. I would. I wouldn't hate it. Like just. I'm not saying. It. I'm not saying. I think they will. I'm saying I wouldn't just hate it. Hate it. I like, wouldn't like it. Not because it's Tennessee. Like they would have I'm, to. They would have to win at Alabama and a couple more, but. I know. The only two losses I have are Alabama and Georgia, obviously. I think the year for them to go undefeated was last year, and they just yeah. didn't do it. Yeah. But, like, there's no way they were losing. They were they were beating Georgia, though. There's no way. Yeah. I, they, the only two losses I have are Alabama and Georgia. But I think Georgia – I think I think Georgia's a more winnable game than Alabama this year. Just because Alabama's in Tuscaloosa and Georgia's in, in Knoxville, that's really the only reason yeah. I say that. It's going to be a lot easier to beat Georgia in Knoxville is Alabama and Tuscaloosa, I think. Especially Alabama's going for revenge on their mind too. So it just depends on how like how well their quarterback plays. Yeah, Milton, we, just, we have Milton's no idea. Gotta hit, Milton's got to hit his guys. I mean, what's up about Georgia? Oh, Alabama's or Georgia's, either one or any of them. Let's just cover them all. <laughs> Um, you think Will Levis or Will Rogers is the second best quarterback in the SEC this year? I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't. I was just thinking about this earlier today. And who is the best quarterback in the SEC? I was just thinking about this other day, and it's crazy because I, I said this to somebody today. It's usually the SEC has at least one quarterback that's like elite. You know what I mean? They don't have that. They don't have that guy this year. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Let's look at let's look at the top guys, right? Let's like we could put Milton up there, Daniels, Rattler, Jefferson. Jefferson's definitely up there. Devin Leary. I would I would put him. I don't know that that the 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 quarterback situation in the SEC is a little weird. Yeah, I know it's weird seeing not seeing like an one at least one elite quarterback. Like like you had Bryce Young. The year before you had uh who Bryce you, Young. Bryce Young again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the year before that you had twenty twenty was who was twenty twenty? Who was twenty twenty? I was I don't want to say Mac Jones. Kyle Trask? Yeah, Kyle Trask. He threw like 43 touchdowns that year. The year before that was Joe Burrow. 
Burrow 2018 was who? Tua? Tua, yeah. Or, or Hurt. Or 2017, he hurts. So it's like always going into the season, you've got that guy that you know is going to be the clear-cut number one quarterback in the SEC. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't have that this year, I don't think. No. I don't think you could pick one guy that's just going to be the best. I mean, it makes it it, fun to me. If it is, you pick one, it'll be KJ probably. But it's like the best one is like not on the best team. Yeah. Right. So that just adds to the unpredictability of the SEC. Just makes it fun. Well, I'm going to move on. And if I had to pick my quarterback that I would pick to be the best SEC this year. At number two in the West, I have LSU. I think Jalen De- Jaden Daniels is going to make a massive leap this year. I'm surprised he came back. I mean, I'm going to tell bit. you what. I watched their spring game the other day. I did. I sat down here, got bored, and watched their spring game. I think every department that Jaden Daniels struggled in, he improved on. Was he patient in the pocket? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> so... <laughs> That's his biggest flaw, in my opinion. He he'll he'll make chaos out of nothing. That's what Jalen Hurts struggled with. Yeah, makes chaos out of nothing. I think Jaden Daniels is going to be amazing this year. I could be totally wrong. He could crap the bed. I don't know. But Malik Neighbors, wide receiver, pretty good guy. He's that guy. He's that guy. And then on the defensive side of the ball. Harold Perkins, man. Good guy. He's so fun He's gonna to be watch. A top five draft pick. He's going to be a top He's five. He's so draft fun pick to sure. watch, man. And he, he just has a knack of getting, getting to the football, you know, like, um, LSU had team, a really, really good off season, man. This team. Yeah. They bring in the number one transfer portal class in the country. Such a good transfer class, man. Like, this and team, it's not like they lost so many guys either. Like they bring in a lot of guys back. Do I have my freaking? I wish I had my standings from last year. I I definitely had them a little worse. I want to know what I what I predicted them as last year. But I don't know. They bring back thirteen guys from last year. They bring in the number one transfer class, like we mentioned before. They, we picked these. We picked them way low last year. They I, I, they over exceeded like crazy. Like, I'm so wait, excited to watch them play Florida State week one. That's gonna be. The game of week one, if um, you oh, all, not to not to mention on the defense side of the ball, Mason Smith, who we only got to see like a half of last season. I know, but Denver Harris coming in from A and M is big. Uh, they yeah. bring in a, a sneaky transfer in Zai Alexander from Southeastern Louisiana, but they lose guys like B J Ojolari and Keishawn Butte to the draft, and they lost Walker Howard. But who cares? He wasn't going to play. Um. They brought in the sixth best class in the entire country, number three in the SEC. Like I said this last year, like Brian Kelly, one of the more underrated recruiters in the no. entire country, he's going to bring guys in. It's this is not something that I'm doubting. You could convince me this team can win the SEC West. I have them beating Alabama this year. You can not. convince you can convince me this team can make the college football playoff. If they could last year, they definitely can this year. They didn't lose too many guys. They lost they lost a few, but they didn't lose too many. They didn't lose any big guys, I don't think. 
I mean, BJ Ojolari is probably the biggest name that they lost. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I have them beating Alabama this year. I think it's at home. And they got Omar and they got Omar Spates from Oregon state to replace him. That's a, that's a pretty good replacement. I think. Oh, they play Alabama on the road. They played Alabama at home last year. Yeah. But I have them beating Alabama again. And I don't know. I think I had, I had that's Alabama's only loss for me. I still have Alabama winning the West. Who else do I have LSU losing to? I have them losing to Alabama, I, Alabama and Florida State. I have um, A&M in the last week. I have them losing to. I, um, like, a, like they did last year. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like LSU. Like, no, I have I have Arkansas and A and M as their two losses, and I have the beating Alabama. I did see where Brian Kelly was asked about competing for a championship, and he said he thought they were still a year away or whatever. I don't mm. know how much to read into that. I think it's more like trying to downplay the expectations. That's been yeah, they definitely have. They definitely they didn't have any last year. If, I mean, if you're an LSU fan, maybe a little bit. But from everybody else on the outside, they didn't have any. I didn't have any expectations well, for also last year. on campus. You got extra extra pressure because now the women's basketball teams don't want a championship. The baseball teams don't want a championship. Now football season rolls around, and look, now all eyes are on you. <laughs> yeah, like LSU's been championship city the past few months, and yeah, the now football I, teams I, got expectations I will say, now. I do think. I do think they probably, he probably is right. They probably are a couple years away or a year away at least. And I said this last year, I like, I think in a f- three or four years, they still LSU need, is going to compete for a national title. They still need some under depth. Brian Kelly. They still need more depth. That's what really hurt them last year in some games, I think. Yeah. Pute was struggling. Yeah. Like, and um, Malik neighbors wasn't getting the football. Like it was just Jaden Daniels running. That's why it's like he's not patient in the pocket. He just makes chaos out of nothing. If his first read isn't open, he's out of the pocket. He's great. He's great outside another, the pocket. Another thing I want to another thing I want to point about out about LSU. I think this is very notable. Five of their last six games are in Baton Rouge. Yeah, that's a you'd rather you'd rather have that down the stretch than you would to start the year like Georgia. And if you look at the first half of their schedule, it's not like they play just like crazy comp you know what i'm saying like i mean they have florida state week one yeah right? other than, other than that do they play grambling all these games are winnable i think and then they play mississippi state on the road week three arkansas at home Ole miss it on the road missouri on the road i mean it's not the, a cupcake schedule for sure but it's not crazy Let's just look at this. Like this A and M game is probably gonna be a night game. Yeah, I have them losing to A and M in the last week. Three of the, at least two of these games are gonna be night games. Well, I think most of them are. I think Alabama LSU definitely, maybe Florida LSU depending on. Well, I'm, what talking about, I'm talking about night game in Death Valley because they're not. I, I'm not picking against LSU in Death Valley at night. LSU Auburn might be. LSU, Arkansas might be. It's a, it's a rivalry game, so it definitely will be. LSU, Texas A&M might be. 
and then five of the last six being at be. home really is something to watch on the schedule. It's a it's it's a Tennessee type schedule from last year. All their yeah. all their big games are at home. Except for Alabama. Except for Alabama, yeah. But Georgia Alabama or Tennessee had Georgia on their on the road last year. It's that that one game, the prove it game that they put on the schedule. Yep. So I yeah, I got LSU losing to Florida State and Alabama, going seven and one in conference play. I have them losing two games in conference, but I, I still have them winning going ten and two. Just to two in conference opponents. But yeah, I, I love Harold Perkins and I yeah. <laughs> LSU's gonna be good. LSU's gonna be really good. If 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 they could do what they did last year with that team, LSU's gonna be good this year. If Jaden Daniels if Jaden Daniels takes the leap the leap I think he can. They they could team, um they could make some noise. He could jo- join Joe Milton in the Heisman conversation. But it's boring. We both have Bama and Georgia here. But yeah. like at number one, I have Alabama at eleven and one. I have them at eleven and one too. And I have Georgia undefeated on the other side. I have Alabama losing in week two to Texas. I think I had Texas's only loss was to Alabama. I think that was mine. But Georgia, let's look at Georgia's schedule here. I want you to see. Tell me any game that's losable for them. And except for Tennessee, right? First four weeks here are at home. I'm not picking South Carolina. <laughs> they got UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, and UAB, right? Win. Four and Four and You play Auburn on the road. Five and this could be a trap game. With this Kentucky, this could is be like a trap the longest game. rivalry in college football right this now. Happened, this happened in twenty one. Kentucky gave them a game in twenty one when they last time they was at Kentucky. I'm talking about Auburn. Oh my bad. Thought Auburn you is kind of a trap game, in my opinion. I know it's only week five. Well, they don't play at first, Kentucky either. I'm an their, idiot. Their their first their first road game of the year is at Auburn, and this is like the longest rivalry in college football right now. Again, Auburn's not great right now, but. Hugh Freeze well, is gonna. Hugh Freeze is gonna be the team he's not supposed to. Oh, I know. Hugh he's good. Gonna he's good have for that. A, a wonky, a wonky win in there. And he's gonna lose to a team he's not supposed to. He's good for that too. <laughs> hint, hint. The, could be Vanderbilt or or Missouri. I mean, you, you look at the Florida game, right? It's it's the neutral site. Yep. Qu- qu- neutral. Um. Yeah. It could be a loss too, just depending on how well Florida plays. Like, because it's Georgia, Florida, and we don't know. Like, it, it's all depends on their quarterback situation, right? It looks like their quarterback's going to be Carson Beck. And I don't know how he's going to do. Like, we haven't seen yeah. him play football. He's going to force Steve Brock Bowers, is what he's going to do. Unless you, unless you watch the spring games, like, we don't know who these quarterbacks are going to do. Like, Tennessee, obviously, is the one you look at and be like, hey, that's the one game where I look at and say that that's could definitely be a loss. That's going to be a night game. That's obviously one of night game. That's going to be the game day game. That's like going to be the game that week. Yeah. They might as well go ahead and announce it. Unless Tennessee just like comes out and completely crafts the bag and goes like 
two and nine. I think the only way Tennessee just sucks is if like Joe Milton or somebody gets hurt. Yeah, like a key it's injury. Gonna, it's gonna take something big for them to just the wheels just fall off that bad. I think just looking now, like there's just I just don't think there's anybody in the East. This is kind of a cupcake schedule. Or, I don't think there's anybody. They play, Oh, it's definitely in the East. <laughs> it's past the cupcake schedule. <laughs> like but the they, only game where they it's did like have they did have a, they did have Oklahoma on here, but the SEC made them take it off, I think, because they're come because Oklahoma's coming to the SEC, which okay, doesn't make sense. To keep them. Which doesn't make sense because Alabama's still playing Texas. I feel like that would just be a reason to keep them on the schedule. Yeah, you would think, but I think you they would. did have a home and home or a game with um Oklahoma on the on the schedule before I only have one game where I'm just like wouldn't be surprised if Georgia lost and it's to Tennessee only yeah, because like, Tennessee's at home Yeah, the rest of them are they might lose to Georgia Tech <laughs> No. <laughs> I'll delete this channel if, if they lose to Georgia Tech that week. Yeah, just like how I'm. I mean, unless their offense just comes out and does like they did against freaking Missouri last year. God, that was the worst. They definitely had some some hiccups on offense last year. But they've been like that the past. Like that's that's been the that's been the recipe for them the past two years. Like, like if they struggle on offense, their defense is going to just bail them out, and they'll eventually wake up. But I don't know. We just we just got to see how. Carson Beck plays this year, or whoever starts at quarterback. This team, and they've lost. I know they'll probably they'll probably reload on it, but they've lost a lot in the past. They lost so many guys, bro. Especially in twenty one, they lost so many guys. And And what they did, and what they didn't lose in twenty one, they lost in twenty two. They lost everyone else last year, (laughs) but like they lost Stetson, um, Kenny McIntosh. They lost um, their wide receiver. Their wide receiver room got way better too. Yeah, but they still have McConkey, right? They brought in Dominic Levitt. They brought in Rara Thomas. And they brought in Isaiah uh, A.D. Mitchell. A.D. Mitchell is, is gone. Who's been a, a playoff hero for them the past few years. Um, But other than that, man, I think Georgia's going to be fine as long as, you know, their quarterback plays well, which I think you'd be put in a decision to do so. Yeah, I mean, having Brock Bowers – at tight end's a pretty good, pretty good safety valve, I think. Uh, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he's cool. I just hate, like, I know I'm saying, like, oh, it's boring. We have Alabama, and Georgia, but like, who else are we gonna put at the top? I, I almost my first ones. I ain't gonna lie. When I first did these, before I redid them, I had I had LSU and Tennessee in the championship game. That would be so fun. That would be so fun. Just straight parody. But then I looked at it again and I was like, man, I can't even, I can't submit this. Like, that would be fun though. Like, see Tennessee and LSU play. It would be fun. Like, that's such a good matchup. Did they play each other in the regular season? No, they did last year. I know they did last year. LSU got there. I was there. (laughs) But we did. That was, this could be such a good game. If If they played, if they played this year, that would be such a good game. Yeah. It'd be in Knoxville. That, ladies and gentlemen, was our SEC standings predictions. Leave your gripes, snarks, 
remarks, conundrums in the comments below. We can't wait to see them on how every pick we made was wrong and how your favorite team is going to do better than what this other person's favorite team is going to do. Let us know. That's why we're making these predictions. This is what we're here for. Um, we don't know. We don't know exactly what episode we're going to do next week. Uh, we, we're, we're probably most likely going to start the NFL standings predictions next week. Um, NFL right around the corner as well as college football starts like, I think a week after college football starts two weeks. Either way, football in general is right around the corner. We got a game, uh, I think tonight, um, as this is being uploaded, but you know, tomorrow as this, as we're recording uh hall of fame game comes on. Um, and then before you know it, the actual season is going to start. So we hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to this episode. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. We are wherever you guys get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel um, and turn on our post notifications so you guys never, ever miss when we upload a podcast. So, and we will see you guys next week. So.